Horror. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 3, one destiny suggested minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And joining us for a third and final time, Scott Telfty. Welcome to the show. Aw, thank you guys. This is bittersweet. Well, it's only Monday. Yeah, we're reaching. (laughs) They need to go ahead and make more of these movies so I can come back again. Yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe that'll finally be what gets it happening. <laughs> yeah, Zemeckis mm. is going to hear this and he's going to be like, all right, you know now what? I have a reason. That Tofty sounded so <laughs> sad about the podcast ending. I'm going to make it. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, today we're talking about Back to the Future Part 3 and specifically Minute 46, which begins with uh, Clara saying that she's almost glad that Snake spooked those horses. And ends with Doc telling Marty that he might see Clara around. I love that that's the official story they're going with, that that was caused by snakes. Yeah, snakes spooked some horses. Is that what happened? Which, by the way, like, what a great (laughs) starting line. If this was the beginning of the movie, that would be, like, the most interesting way to get into the story ever. If those snakes hadn't spooked those horses, Jesus, now I have to know what happened. It all started when it all started when those snakes spooked those horses. <laughs> it's uh, it's almost like a, um, it's like the first line of like an old timey novel. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I want to hear Morgan Freeman do that delivery one time, and then oh yeah, like, as a voiceover. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, that would be great. Uh. So, so yeah, so Clara says, uh, you know, I'm almost glad that Snake spooked those horses or we might not have ever met. And I just want to say, or he could have actually picked you up from the train yeah. station like he was supposed to, the jerk. Like, oh, oh, that's true. <laughs> so he would have met her regardless, which kind of brings in her whole, uh, what it fate or destiny, whatever she says. Yeah. Be- destiny, because right. even though, even though, even though doc scorned his responsibility to pick up Clara, the universe still brought her to him. Yeah. Well, right. doc that's buried in the ground, like in, in uh, 1955 dead version of doc did pick her up at the schoolhouse. Right. Cause Marty exactly. wasn't there to distract him. Exactly, which is what we talked about last week. Ah. Uh, so, so yeah, in a way, they were destined. But I feel like the destiny thing is a little loose. I mean, I guess you could say, uh, you know, he was destined to make the time machine and then eventually go back so- or yada yada. But, but I, there are, uh, as we recounted last week, there are four... Four, yeah, four timelines where Doc does not save Clara. Right. Because he does not go back in time. So how, I mean. <laughs> so so even if you, the, the correct timeline is, actually, I, I totally forgot about this when I just said it. He actually didn't pick her up originally because it's named Clayton Ravine, right? Right, exactly. So something happened originally in the original timeline, right? When there was no Doc, that it was called right. Clayton Ravine. And then there's another Doc that did 
end up in 1885, but somehow still forgot to pick her up. We would think because it's, but we don't. Have, oh my God, I'm going to explode. So no, no, no. Cause as we, as we <laughs> talked about last week, he, he, the only reason he doesn't pick her up in this timeline is because Marty shows him the photo of his grave that says my beloved Clara. And he's like, well, if I never meet her, I'll never fall in love. Right. So and that begs the question. Her. But in, in, in that, if you continue that timeline out where my beloved Clara Doc dies, if you continue that all the way into 1985, what's the ravine called? Right. And we actually talked about that last week oh, as well. It's well, the only it's it's the only timeline that we don't know for sure what the ravine is called. OK, because because in this timeline, it's called Eastwood Ravine. In every other timeline, it's Clayton Ravine. It might so still be Shonash. Okay. Right. It might still be Shonash because nothing changes. Or a week later, somebody else dies and it <laughs> it's named after them. I don't Gerber know. Ravine. <laughs> right. Strickland Ravine. Um, Strickland <laughs> Ravine. Oh, oh dear no. God. <laughs> Slacker! <laughs> yes. The, <laughs> Think of the discipline. Think of the discipline. Um, uh, so, so yeah, there's this moment that I love, this little exchange between the three of mm -hmm. them where, uh, where, where Clara says, oh, then I'll be seeing you. And Doc says, sure, you'll see lots of me. And then Marty just has this expression on his face like FML. Like, oh, oh, my Jesus God, Christ, dude. Doc. Like seriously, <laughs> it's so good. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of my favorite Marty expressions. I we have yet to see. It's so good. It's it's so oh, it's just so fun watching him like try. In this moment, they're just like two teenage boys at like a diner. So you know what it reminds me of is the the incident in uh, the first Back to the Future where he's like, "Jesus, Dad, it's a wonder I was ever born." Yeah. It's like that same kind of, you know, like, oh, God, how the hell did we even how, like, how are you a scientist? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Doc's surprisingly uh, really smooth. I mean, he 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 knows how to turn a phrase. He knows how to flatter a dame. I mean, except for mm -hmm. stumbling through the gate on his way out. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's that is such an awkward stumble because let's let's really break down what happens. Right. So he's walking backwards. And I think the idea like like if we're if we're going to get meta for a second like outside of the context of the movie i think the idea is that he is expecting to hit the gate but the gate just opens so he stumbles mm -hmm. i think is what's supposed to be happening but wouldn't he have just like fell over the fence then if he wasn't expecting the gate the fence to be there so i'm watching it back now and he's like he he backpedals into it and like he doesn't he he's going to almost put his hand down, but he puts his hand down just a little bit too late. Mm. Thinks the fence is going to be taller than it is, and I love the fact that he like latches it shut when he's done. <laughs> right, he's got a protector from yes, of course, yeah. All those all those uh, old, old west hoodlums. all those snakes apparently. <laughs> they could, I mean, they could tie her to a railroad tracks. I mean, look, Clara is exactly the kind of heroin that you want to tie to railroad tracks. Oh, she's I mean, so you can totally. Yeah. You can totally see like the, the mustache twirly, like, like <laughs> bad guy, like ready to just like wrap her up and rope and tie her to railroad tracks. I mean, she just, 
She's kind of got a, cause she's got like a kind of a olive oil. She does kind of remind me of, of like specifically uh, uh, the Shelly Duvall olive oil. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Very yeah. breathless. Very sort of flustered. Yeah. Right. Right. She's a little, she's- honestly, a little George McFly-ish. Like if you think about the sort of always kind of perpetually out of breath, perpetually yeah. like confused by the world. Kind of a, mm-hmm. a kind of an indoor kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's just a little more. Well, not a little more. She's way more outgoing yeah. than uh, than and George, she didn't murder his parents. Say. She didn't murder. Her. That's true. That's also true. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> um, um, can we talk for a second about the giant nest of cobwebs in her house? Like, wh- so this house has just been like sitting there waiting for her. Like, it's the schoolhouse. Yeah, yeah. It's the house. The schoolhouse is like in her yard. So like it's the school teacher's home. So like when you come to teach school for this area, you got your schoolhouse in your yard and then they give you a house to and live in. And you can in. just like walk right. across the lawn to the other one. Right. Okay. I was just like, I you, the first shot is like, you just see these massive co- cobwebs hanging in the corner. And I'm kind of curious as to who did get murdered in that house. <laughs> like I'm looking <laughs> Probably, through the door. And I'm presumably... Presumably, the previous school teacher was murdered in that house. Yeah, who one could only assume was killed by Mad Dog Tannen, right? I hate school yeah. teachers. Yeah, and Mad Dog Tannen, like it's like his eighth. He's like a he's like an eighth year sophomore. I hate like, educators. <laughs> God, I hate math. <laughs> Making me feel stupid. Oh, two man. plus two equals dead. <laughs> Uh, I, speaking of school, I do like when he mentions that he's the, first of all, he slips and says, I'm the local scientist. I mean, blacksmith, <laughs> like not even, but, but and that ended up being the clincher in the whole deal. Scott, that got him the kit and the caboodle as it were. Right. But what I really like, because when she says science, what, what kind of science do you, do you study yeah. astronomy, chemistry? What I really like about those two things specifically those two schools of yeah, science is that one uses a telescope and the other one uses a microscope <laughs> and i don't know i don't know why i noticed that or why i like that so uh, much yeah, but i it's do because it's like it's like the biggest and the smallest yeah and and it's the, like the stuff that she she can like wrap her head around it's it's stuff well, well it's, it's observable. stuff that's like it's observable and it's stuff that you can't see without tools in which you're willing to look outside of your world. Oh yeah, wow. Look yeah. at you. So like I just I I really like that as a character choice for Clara that those are the two sciences she's most interested in are the things that not anybody is willing to look mm-hmm. at. She would have been most super people, boring as a physicist. Yeah, like I don't think she would be super interested in physics. I don't think she's super interested in biology. Acoustical engineering. Right. She (laughs) likes those two sciences specifically because there's a wonderment to it. Yeah. You know? Did uh, did Jules Verne Um, write Fantastic Voyage? Who wrote Fantastic Voyage? I think think so. Because that would involve because that would involve shrinking. That's that's Richard Fleischer, Harry Kleiner. Oh. oh no, that's I'm looking at the f- film. Is that <laughs> Asimov? Oh really? Oh, Fantastic Voyage. I'm just. This is like 
the first page. I didn't know that. Of Google. Yeah, that that makes sense. Based, hang um, on, hang on. Based off a story, Jesus. <laughs> the original story took place in 19th century. is meant to be a Jules Verne style adventure. Oh, ah, interesting. Ah, it all it all comes, it back comes right back it together. It all gets together. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so I, I really like that. And I think it fits, it fits Clara's mm-hmm. character. And then like a pimp doctor says, I, lady, I study all the sciences. What I love about that though, is that doc says, I'm a student of all sciences, but really specifically all of them, except for literally the two that she mentioned. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> um but but what i do like about doc though is that doc you know he he i I feel like doc is the kind of guy who um is he looks at you know astronomy and chemistry and he's like well everything has been discovered that you could discover about those things because the only things that's left that are left to discover about chemistry and astronomy are like, you know, like light speed travel, yeah. which isn't technically astronomy. It's astronomy related, tangential, mm-hmm. but it's not really astronomy. And so he probably looks at that and is like, well, I love all that stuff, but I want to make my mark on the world. So what is an unobservable thing that this other world that I can explore? And then he invents time travel. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Well, you make it sound so easy. Yeah, yeah. I'm bored. He, I'm just going to invent time travel now. <laughs> he he uses the sciences that are not really the romantic sciences and he makes them romantic by making them uh, open a new world, a, a fourth dimension mm-hmm. or a fifth dimension, whatever whatever. I forget which dimension time is technically. Whichever um, one has Bruce fifth. Willis in it, right? That's the fifth dimension. Well, that's the fifth element. Oh, fifth <laughs> element, sorry. Yeah, that that's its own podcast. <laughs> that's its own minute podcast. <laughs> um, um, yeah, this I is, uh, this is the it, I think the only minute in this sequence. There might be a little bit in the next minute, but I think this is the only one that actually has music happening in it too. Which I was trying to take. Oh, yeah, there's a great music cue when Doc realizes. Um, he says, you know, M- Clara, Miss Clayton almost went into Clayton Ravine and like the strings hit this big billion. That's that's uh, that's that's next. That's tomorrow. That's ah, son of a biscuit. All right. Well, I'm just <laughs> going to table Save that well, to later. Well, since we're already talking right. about it, let's uh, let's move on to Tuesday, guys. Yeah. You guys have anything else for this minute? Um, I'm good. My last note was science of love. Science, science of love. love. I think you just named the episode. There we go. Of love. <laughs> Good thing you mentioned that. I want to be science. <laughs> well, we will be back tomorrow to talk about Minute 47. Uh, but in the meantime, you should uh, check out our Facebook group, which is uh, the Back to the Future Minute Listener Preservation Society. And what a if great you name. Talk, <laughs> if you want to talk to other uh, listeners of the show about what you just listened to. If you have an opinion about the things that we talked about, <laughs> then please uh, go there and post there or just go to duelinggenre.com and comment on the episode itself, whichever, either or. Uh, and we will talk to you tomorrow with Minute 47. Bye, guys. Bye.